0: Okay, this one's gonna be fun. Uh, I haven't been this excited about interviewing somebody in quite a while. Uh, I am a huge Outcast fan, as you know. Uh, if you have been following on Twitter, uh, me and my friend George Foster, at GeorgeFoster72, uh, decided to finally pull the trigger on doing an Outcast bracket, and man, is that a stressful fucking process but we've had fun with it. George has been a champ, he seeded it for me, took that off uh, my plate, which is nice, because it's it's hard enough doing the bracket and tallying up the votes and writing out all the sheets and whatnot. Uh, but then when you have people screaming at you about, you seeded it wrong, um, and your mention's just indignant about this song, that song, and that's why Outcast is so great. 64 songs. How many artists, how many groups, uh, how many bands can do that and then have 10 more songs that people are pissed off about not being on the bracket? George took care of the seating. Uh, so uh, essentially, when people get mad at me, I just point in the direction of George, who's three inches taller than me, 50 pounds heavier from Macon, Georgia, five years my senior and a huge outcast fan from the beginning. I like, take it up with George. Uh, George is a longtime NFL veteran. Uh, I met him in St. Louis when he worked for the Rams. He's that dude. He's he's uh, he's a big fan. Uh, a lot of musical knowledge. Uh, so this was cool to have George involved in the process, and he's gonna join me tonight um, to call in his buddy Rico Wade, who uh, is a third of Organized Noise, and Organized Noise is of course the production team that kind of launched Outkast's career. It took Big Boy and Dre from high school kids, uh, rapping in cafeterias, uh, to signing with LaFace Records, meeting L.A. Reid, and doing Southern Playalistic, and then doing uh, ATLians, which Organized Noise did damn near all of that, more so on the first than the second. before outcast went off doing a little bit more of their own production but still or, organized noise who by the way does pretty much all goodie mob stuff uh, and has done things for tlc uh, for you know usher you know i think they did waterfalls they continued to do outcast stuff you know so fresh and so clean who's in our chonky ship um and a very contentious funky four and chunky ship here and outcast has fans of all generations walks of life uh, that whole thing, you know what I'm saying there, uh, which is a testament to how great they are, without ever selling out on the sound. Um, you know, certainly there's singles like "Hey Ya," which was seated at 11. Some people are mad that it's even winning. Some people are mad that it's seated so low. You figure that one out. Uh, but Outkast is universally loved. They're one of they're one of my favorite, uh, you know, musical groups. Period across genres. They're my favorite hip hop act um and i know george feels probably the same way so doing this this bracket's been fun and you know we were going to do a pod to reveal our brackets which are going to look a lot different than what was voted on by you know over 5000 people throughout the process which which was really cool um so i'm looking forward to that but when i heard that george uh could get rico wade on um you know who who's seen you know outcast in the dungeon the legendary studio in rico wade's mom's basement's house to you know their their ascension through the who's who of hip-hop into you know the late 90s into the early 2000s he's got stories he's got perspective i said you know fuck our pod with our stupid bracket insight uh we can push that back a day stay tuned for that tomorrow We're gonna have a conversation with Rico Wade and I am psyched about it. So stick around, hang out. It's over an hour I think he said he could do. Let's kick it off. So welcome to the podcast now, um, the Green Light Pod. This is a fucking pleasure, man. This is a pleasure, an honor, the whole nine yards. A third, a very important third of Organized Noise. Rico Wade, Rico's joining us. Where you at Rico, you in Atlanta?
1: Yo, yo, yep. Atlanta drills right here quarantined.
0: We were just bullshitting about um, the Falcons Patriots Super Bowl and I had to apologize about that one right off the the top. What I didn't tell you though is my pops who you mentioned was in a suite with Usher the whole time. And he said the whole first half Usher was going fucking nuts and my dad was like this motherfucker. (laughs) And then the whole tables (laughs) turned.
1: I know, man. It got really bad for us, man. Like we actually took a Big, like a bus out there, like for the football. Like a lot of the Dungeon family was there, and it got, it got, it got bad. You know what I'm saying? I After mean, the first half, everybody was it almost. It, it was really, it was a great first half. It, it was, a, it was a pretty decent third quarter.
0: Yeah, the third quarter, <laughs> it half, yeah,
1: it But that overtime was pretty bad, though. Overtime was pretty bad, and then the loss itself was just, um, it was horrific for Atlanta, man. It was really, really bad, man. Like, like you did in Georgia, Bulls all turn around and did the same thing less than a year Briefly before year. that. Uh, but, but, I'm sorry, it happened. I'm, I'm sorry, but it's all connected, though. Big George, it's all connected. Man, we oh, that it's, that, it's, <laughs> it's, that, it's that same red and black, though. G. same red and black, man. Like, we all bleeded down here and we all kind of went through it with that. Then the Falcons, but you know, we okay. Like, as long as Cal Shanahan didn't win no Super Bowl last year, we I oh, we all, so so Rico, yeah.
0: so Rico, the deal was. That y'all were rooting against Kyle for not running the ball, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: And, 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 and I also, I also got to say, too, we didn't like him the first year. Then we fell in love with him the second year. Then he left the third year. You know what I am saying, like, yep. like, we really didn't like him the first year. We were mad at him. But the second year, he was, he, he became a god to us. But obviously to everybody else as we well. Matt Ryan won MVP. Like he did. He, he had a year... If, if, if for us to have to lose him that next year, and for him to almost go back to the Super Bowl, it would have hurt Dan Quinn's career. <laughs> yeah. It hurt his career if, if Kyle would have won the Super Bowl.
0: Oh, I know. You You and Dan Quinn were definitely in the same boat uh, rooting against Kyle. And I'll be damned if they didn't run the ball in the Super Bowl this year.
1: I know. I know. They did. opposite, and it didn't work. <laughs> it's so funny. That's why – Who I was supposed to win is supposed to win. Uh, and, I, and I hate for this. I'm, I, don't, I don't hate that it was Tom Brady. If anything, I guess if, any, if it was anybody, Tom Brady, because he's so great, people give him the credit for beating us and us losing it.
0: Yeah, You're listen. They give
1: him the credit for beating
0: it. it was crazy. I actually think, before we get on to the music, I think that, and uh, George, George will tell you this, I think Atlanta's going to have a really good year. I really do. I think they're primed to bounce back big. Whatever the future's odds are on them winning the Super Bowl, I think you can get them at, at a good value. I know you probably put a bet down anyways, but I think the Falcons are coming back strong. But that division is going to be hell, dude. Ooh. I, I
1: know, <laughs> you know, you know You know what though. But when your division is like that, it really primes you up. It really does. Like, whenever the Saints, the Falcons, and, and, and the Carolina Panthers, or the Buccaneers, and three of those teams that are almost playoff teams, we usually, could, we usually are the, we, when we have two teams in our division that make it to the playoffs it's usually going to be one of, our, one of us that's going to make it to the end, at least to the championship game every time. Because, because we kind of beat up on each other pretty good. We, we get each other ready for, to play against heavyweight competition. And the fact that – one thing I can say about Mr. Brady, I love him to death, but he don't, he don't realize he's not going to play against the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Jets. No. <laughs> like, like, like The NFC South – The Falcons can go 1-8. one, in th- one in eight. They'll beat the same. They, he, they can go – they can be 2-14 two and, two and, and they'll beat the Buccaneers. Like, we'll beat each other even when we're having our worst year. So that's something that he's going to have to deal with. Like, but the like, good thing like, is like, that
0: gonna, he's not playing, he's not playing <laughs> those shitty teams in the AFC East, but he's also not throwing to – and no disrespect to any of the guys that were up in in New England – but it's not Sanu Edelman he's a, he's a or funky. Hey, he's fucking throwing to some <laughs> dogs now down in Tampa. Oh,
1: no, no, no. oh, you know, no, no. oh you're right. You're right. He you got a Randy Moss now. He got a Randy Moss. Yep. He got players. He got yep. players now. Yep. No doubt. That's why, that's why I think we gonna in the draft. Is, I don't think we'll spend too much time on it, but hopefully we'll get a real, we can get us a real pass rush. At the end of the day, we're going to have to hurt that 42, 43 year old man. We're really going to have to do it. <laughs> one thing about it, I'm 48. And, um, my knee hurt now a little bit. Just waking up.
0: <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> me, hey, me, hey, me and G, I totally... Hey, G, G, I speak for G. Hey, how how rough is it just sitting around the house, G? Your body feel better or worse not being able to get out of the house? Man,
2: I I, I try to get... I, I go over... To, Rico know what Cascade is I go over to the trail and I have to get yeah. it in because... Uh, I can't sit around here, man. When it's I, ca- when I called you, is now. that
0: where you were the other day? George was on a walk when I FaceTimed Todd the other yes, day. Yes, I was at
2: the Cascade Nature Preserve.
0: I <laughs> give it in, bro. Well, good. Dude,
2: like
0: so so I want to get into the music here. Um, obviously, George being my senior, uh, a buddy of mine that I've always known was obviously from down there and a huge OutKast fan. And How could you not be? Um, you know, how could you not be a goody mob fan? How could you not be an outcast fan? Me being younger, I just turned thirty five. Listen, when I got into Outcast, it was after uh, Southern Playalistic. Like I was nine years old when that came out. So for me it was probably the first time I really listened to, to Outcast was Aquemini. But going back through I fell in love with the old stuff the most and I love the I love the origin stuff I've heard you talk about, you know, from the beginning. Let's just start with I mean players ball which was a big deal uh you know you're trying to put the south on the map in a way that you wanted to engineer you know you wanted to get the respect from the west coast and and the people in new york i heard you talk about the reverence you had for new york what went into making that perfect because i know not only was it the first step but you had a lot of runway before the album came out that was on the christmas album
1: absolutely look at you man look at you Certified, I'm, I'm appreciating it. I it. well. What happened was, like you said, Player's Ball was very important because it was our introduction to the music industry period, and so for it to be on a Christmas album, which you had, you know, Curtis Blow, you had Randy who had successful Christmas records, but for us to do it, we looked at it as an opportunity to just show what we had. Even though it had to be a Christmas song, so we talked about not celebrating Christmas, honestly, at that time, because you know, your parents on. method the original name of the song was called Stops and Draws. Really? Okay, that's what we were getting at that. Oh, wow. Yeah, socks, socks and Draws. I do, I do a song for Outcast called Socks and Draws, because that's what we get on Christmas, y'all. i i like interviews, and y'all
2: don't think you've ever said that. I
1: probably haven't, because Players Ball, conceptually, the Socks and Draws idea failed. We was in the studio working on it, and my partner Ray was at another studio working with this group, Drip Drop, that was signed the Pebbles. And um, he was working on the beat that ended up being Players Ball. He was doing it for them but we only had one card that we shared. So I had to go pick him up from the other studio while picking him up. He played what they was doing. I said, Oh shit, that's gonna be outcast. We right. <laughs> that beat sound better <laughs> than what me and yeah, that sound better than what me and Sleepy over here at the studio working on now. So we just took that beat but but have already primed up from working and never started letting the creative juices Flow like, Okay, the guy I used to work for named Charles Willis. he just passed away too. I'm glad I get shot him out. Just passed away from Savannah, but he owned these beauty. This beauty Supply Store in each Point, getting and below. called the Monte's Beauty Supply. He'd he do a Christmas party every year for all the um, customers and all his all the other um black all the other owners. Not just black business owners; people just own small businesses, cleaners, all the different other small business owners. And, and it would be like a player's ball. It would, it would be it would it would be like a real Christmas time. So I just I just. And we didn't want to use the sample we had a sample plan that was kind of talking about. Hey man, it's cool, little play it. was talking about something, but we had realized then we didn't want to pay for the sample. So yeah, I you
0: couldn't
1: clear it or whatever. Out. Is that? Yeah, it just, it just, it just it was starting to take a lot so you. Like, like at that point, the hip hop game was starting to change from using so many samples because of the, You had to give up your your, your whole album, but like they might tell you you can go home with hundred thousand dollars. if you clear those samples, that's going to be eighty eight thousand dollars. You get twelve thousand dollars. So we
2: still, still a
1: bit, but, but we didn't want to compromise the hip-hop, too, though. You know what I'm saying? If you think about the boom-bap hip-hop, Big G you know what I'm talking about, the boom-bap hip-hop, if you didn't have the, the scratching and the, 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 the different hip-hop sounds in it, it would sound a little too R&B. So yeah. we had to use some, some samples, but we had to hide them. And we had to take little bits and pieces and, and make it to where it was more original, it sounded more original. And, and that just pushed us to be more creative. So the fact that we got a chance to do that with Players Ball, that's why I'm kind of excited to see Players Ball made it to the Final Four, because because, like you said, some people, Bubba Sparks, this one of my guys, he said, Rico, I didn't really pay attention to OutKast until ATL. Then, listen to you, Chris, you said you didn't really start paying attention to Aquamanite. Yeah. Aquamanite was their first, I was their third album, but their best album at that time. It was the album, they got five mics from the store. It was the album that they had came into, became, and came into their home. And like those first two albums, I feel like we all kind of helped name the album Southern Planet, to kind of music. ATL. I was mean, trying to represent, and was fun, trying to what we was about. But when they got to Equimini, that's them. Yeah. That's
0: the
1: big boy being an Aquarius, that's Andre being a Gemini. They said, "This is us." They about, they about, they're about to stop.
0: Yeah. Well, a spoiler. Sp- the to- spoiler for me is, <laughs> and I haven't filled my bracket out fully. Me and George are, are going to do it uh, probably a little bit late. I mean, I filled it out pretty much. But I, I I was happy to see players. I know what I'm up to. I think I know. Like, Equemini, for me, is... is And I don't know. Like, when you get into filling out a bracket, there's so many personal fucking feelings involved. You can see that on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, People are just yeah. fucking... Everybody thinks they have ownership over what's the best album, what's the best song. Like And, and if you're wrong, you're mm-hmm. wrong. Equemini might be my favorite fucking song just off of uh, 3K's verse. Uh, but the entire hey, thing. Quick. I mean, I don't hey, know, man. You
2: gotta say... And y'all, y'all, that's that's a testament to you guys, all the work y'all put in, man, and how great the music is that y'all made. Oh, these people are going nuts over this bracket, you know. I know you're not very active on, on social media, but if you went and searched that hashtag, like people are mad about some of, some of these outcomes.
0: <laughs> Bro, most other hey, groups no, other groups and bands, you could do a thirty-two team bracket. You'd have the NIT. For for Outcasts, you can do 64, and there'll still be 15 songs people are mad about not being on there.
2: Yeah, they, they keep everybody asking about things that's not on there. Now, I, I'll admit, it's, it's, my, it's my fault that uh, I forgot <laughs> about Prototype. Like A lot of people ask about Prototype. A lot of people okay. talk about
0: Gasoline Dreams. Gasoline Dreams. A lot Ooh. of people... A lot right, of
1: people. Gasoline, gasoline Dreams is on there.
2: Uh. I think that's Chunky Fire.
0: Oh yeah, Chunky, Fi- Chunky, Chunky Chunk, Fire's no, on there. No,
2: Chunky's Chunk on there. But many Dreams and Make It, uh, They people asked about Spaghetti jumps.
0: People got mad about okay. Storytelling 4, which, you know, is, you know, it's not and a, I forgot about a true that. album. Uh, you know, before we get off Players Ball, like, you guys did, you guys did a ton of, like, live instrumentation on that thing. Like, why was that important for <laughs> oh, you? oh, 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 oh.
1: Well, for us on that particular album and on that song, where we got—it's funny how it was a turn of it. But what happened was we we learned about authentic instruments and the fact that we was pulling off some—we felt like some '70s type funky music with with the 808s from hip hop and and the break beats from hip hop. So the fact that we had access to a real B3 organ, we had access to a real instrument. And, and when we start layering those sounds...
2: Where was all that
1: stuff then? All those, uh... Instruments and stuff. Where do you The studio's called Stank Only now, but it was called Boss Town
2: then. Oh, so y'all, Bobby, was, studio, y'all, was, y'all was doing stuff at Boss that's,
1: Town? That's why OutKaz bought, bought that studio. Because we did... Yeah. Most of the stuff we did for their albums came from that studio, so... That's Bobby Brown's studio, right? Yeah, 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 it was Bobby Brown's studio before us and before Bobby. It was called, um... Damn, I, I know the guy who owned it. The guy who ran it was a guy named John Merritt. He um, was the white dude that we used on Southern Paralytics. We called him Captain Cracker. Did he
0: like his nickname,
1: <laughs> but, uh, Rico? <laughs> uh, uh, well, 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 I, I think he, he loved the fact that he was a part of us. That's yeah, yeah. him on the bar? And, 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 and since he was the studio manager, John Merritt. And since he was the studio manager, we were paying the bills at that time. You know what I'm saying? Like like, like our special was paying for was keeping his job good or whatever. Like but you know what I'm saying? and he that's how and that's honestly how we found out that Bobby Brown when Bobby Brown took over, that's how we understood that the studio was in a little bit of debt too. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that we just we weren't using a lot, I think that's what gave out the idea so you know what, we might as well buy it or whatever. But um but yeah, so players ball and we had this, this um get this musician and Kenneth Wright out of the church. So he really he didn't even play on the, the rest of them albums. If you listen to the rest of them albums, Kenneth didn't even play on like he played on Southern Platinum Cadillac Music. And, and to date now Southern Platters Cadillac Music has sold over six million records. I believe mean, five or six million records. But back then though, it, it, it was a it was a platinum album. ATL was a double platinum album. Mm. Yeah Equimina it was triple platinum. So as you can tell like like in my mind when I look at the brackets I can understand, but what I was telling BG, I was, I was telling George, I was like, yo, you know if you do a bracket, you know, Hey Y'all should've been, should've been number one in the bracket, because that's one of the biggest selling songs, and the Way You Move should be number uh, number one song in the bracket, and this song, and he was telling me like, he said they were, but they got knocked out early. I said, I said, now I understand why, because if you're a true fan of, of OutKast, like those songs would've got burnt out, those songs would because they, they played the most two of, of OutKast songs. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they and, and, and they played during the time when, when not, not MC Hammer, not um, but yes, like MC Hammer, like you can easily outcast and become hated because they were so popular and because they were so um, because they evolved as they got more popular. Like by the time we from listening to Andre, we, if we think about three thousand, we love three thousand rap. I love his rock on I Can't Wait. I love his rock like said on Quimana. I. I, I love him on school on the Barbie. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, but guess what? Hey y'all, he's singing. Like, yeah, he I mean, he <laughs> he's dancing. And that's so, can yeah. we, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And, it, and it's like, but if that's, the only, if, that's, if that's my first time seeing him, I don't know if I would have loved him like that. I, I love him like that because of the fact that, that the guy that I that do all those, those reps can do that too.
0: Can I speak for the white delegation here <laughs> with the Hey thing? Absolutely. Okay, because yeah. I got fucking frustrated. There's no bad outcast song. Except, I mean, like, yeah. I'll say this, and I don't know if you if you guys produced it. I didn't like Mamacita. I don't like Mamacita. Hey, hey, I'm Mamacita. True, that you so are. That's, you that's, that's the thing. only outcast song I don't like. He, he,
2: he, like. The, the, well, the well, content. Well. I like see the content. Yeah. See Rico, Rico know what they'll talk about on that. It's a real Mama that, that, that <laughs> will happen. <laughs> hey, hey, my, my, my my brother Boulevard <laughs> on there. Budavard yeah, 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 on right, yeah. I, I, I,
1: I'm gonna put you up on something. That was just our little New York thing. You know, what I'm every year we got to bless that New York a little bit, right? You know, what I'm saying that's all. It, 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 it that was, it was, you know, yeah, yeah, it was New York.
0: It was New York.
1: And the funny, it was that New York wall vibe or whatever. So it wasn't necessarily what what we do but we, we knew that we always give New Yorkers some we always throw that I'm saying we, 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 we got to get us we got to go get got to get a son some we got to get something. well you like were this, smart you're, you're smart me. about
0: that because yeah. you I heard you say that before you yeah. were like listen we had two ways we could have done it we could have just tried to like bust down the door and be like you know this is how we're making music or we would give them the respect they deserved up north which you know yeah, ingratiates yeah. that market to what you guys do
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we really did learn it from them. We I made mean, hip-hop was, this art that we all love now, even though it's developed to like lyricism, poetry, it's developed to so many different things, art, I mean, to, to, um, to art. There's so many things that, that the reason why I'm on the phone with two great football players who, who I, who I love, something I wanted to do, but the fact that it shows uh, um, a literature, it shows an art side of you guys. More, you know what I'm saying? It shows a, a nerd side too, because we're here talking about brackets and why this song, oh, yeah, and that song dude. is better, <laughs> and this is better. Like, like, I love it. I swear, I
0: swear I want to be a producer. I swear it would be so fucking cool I could do it the next, if I learned how to be good at it. Like the way you say, hey, I want to be a football player. I watch what you guys do in the studio and I'm like, I've always loved the production of songs, even over the lyrics at times. But that's why why (laughs) OutKast is perfect for me because there's, because to me, Cast never, Dre, Big Boy, they never waste a bar. There was never a throwaway bar you could go through and go back songs you've been listening to for 10 years and read about them go on genius you know for like especially some of the white suburban kids when i was growing up yeah. some of the references I mean, are over your head as i'm as i'm digressing yeah. here about hey uh, i think the reason white people love the song so much is because every time it comes on we're fucking drunk yeah we're fucking <laughs> we're feeling good dude we're but listen, I, it's not one of my favorites, but I understand, like, why people love it. I get frustrated in the bracket, you know, when certain songs yeah. win, and I want I want the cuts from ATLians. I want the Southern Playlistic cuts. Well, you know what? A lot of people talk about where Hey Y'all was seeded,
2: but it ended up being seeded pretty, pretty good, because it didn't make it that far. No,
0: you were right on with it the did, seeding, it, honestly, as far right as on. predicting the way we go. I mean, so whatever I want to talk about the dungeon though because this is one of the coolest it's just crazy to me I look at the pictures I'm trying this is one of those these music scenes that I, I wish I was a fly on the wall if I had a time machine and a wish that I could make happen I wish I could have been a fly on the fucking wall and seen what that place was like first off I'm imagining if you have equipment down there how do you get the equipment down in that motherfucker like if it's if it's heavy if it's big how do you get it through the door down the stairs? Like, what did the plate, How well, 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 how high are the ceilings? Really, well, what did it smell like besides well, back, good well, back weed?
1: Then, well, back then, in that particular dungeon, it was um it was an unfinished basement. Yeah. So it was um and we in the and the, and the money we had, the equipment wasn't as big as it was no bigger than our chest or whatever than what you you could walk down with holding it because it was um and the ceilings were not finished so it was like a six. It, I had to duck I had to drop my head I mean, go in my head to get down there. But um, but it was um, probably about a seven foot ceiling, but but, but yeah. it had it didn't have no no ceiling. It didn't ceiling so was just the, the the borders. You see, yeah. just the wood, just the wood or whatever. And then you can look over to the side, excuse me, and you would see red clay dirt. You would see red clay dirt because it's unfinished. So half of the basement, and half of it was red clay dirt and stored up. And right above that, that's where you would see. The rat sometimes run Even though we never had them in our house, my mama always like, "Why do you always say that? We never had rats." Right? <laughs> I'm like, "Mama, mama, you didn't see them because they didn't come in the house. They were like, they probably." They, they, they were thinking they were um, in the basement or something. So they were not going to wait for them to get upstairs coming up them goddamn steps. And they weren't going to do it. They, right. That way was blocked out. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> like uh, <laughs> That way was blocked out. But And you're right. It, it, it was a dank smell. It was a, it was a dank smell because of in this basement. And it, so it we smoked all the time. And back then, we, we hadn't been in California yet. So there wasn't no hydro and <laughs> no granite. <wasn't laughs> it, 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 it was Georgia. Rent. It, yeah, it, 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 was, it was, you know. Locally grown, yeah, it was a big grade they called it down here, yeah, with Georgia Pine, whatever they whatever it was. That and you get it, you have everybody can roll up a box of it, you know what I'm saying? Everybody can spend it, whatever the money you roll up twenty twenty five 25 blunts, and everybody's smoking these blunts and passing them around to the point where like it's not even really working weed wise, but it's a great
0: that's what vibe. I mean though. I <laughs> when, when I think about yeah. all the, the great music that's in general in music, period, and I got buddies who. Who say, yeah, I got a buddy, you know, Action Bronson, who I know a little bit. I ask him, how often is he high during a performance? He's like, I'm fucking stoned the whole time. And now he's smoking good weed. This is 2019, 2020. Yeah. I used to wonder how yeah. people got so high but made such great, exact, precise music. And on a production side, like, I guess the weed wasn't yeah. that good. No, no, no. It's
1: sometimes too. Like, when you work it, like, it's tedious. Like right now, my partner Sleepy Brown is downstairs right now in, in our dungeon working on, some, working on stuff or whatever. Like yeah. it's a long process. Like for me, like I don't have to necessarily get high to work on music because the working part is where I can do that in the daytime straight. I can do that like because the working part would be the tedious part. Like, okay, I like these sounds. Let me get them inside the machine now. Back then, it was like I had to sample them in there, I had to break up the samples. But now that with technology, you could put it, you could it just, it's easier. That's why these kids, I me. Mean, that's why right now, I don't want to just say this, but now that I can teach both of you guys how to make beats I produce, but yes, it's almost like, it's about learning, how do I, it ain't about just, like, it ain't about knowing how to, how to um hear what, how to make what's in your head, it's about, how do I get the sounds that I'm hearing in my head? How do I find those sounds? What kind of sounds are those? Like, how, once you find out how, to, once you can find them, then you find out how do I record them, and, and how do I know the notes? That's, and that's where the music part comes in. That's when you think somebody's genius, because you assume anybody in front of a piano, they know how to play that motherfucker. of but they don't. They just understand that that's a, that's a C, that's a D, that's a C sharp, that's an E, okay. That's what we, okay, you're doing it in this key, maybe get in this key too, it's probably gonna sound better. It's like, a, if we all work it in the same key, it's gonna sound in tune more. That's gonna create harmony. That makes people wanna come up with melodies. Yeah, that's where you got future my little cousin who can rap like a motherfucker who can rap like but a motherfucker. He using he, yeah. He started he saw start <laughs> using melody with his stuff because he's around studios with me when I'm doing songs. I'm making you know I'm making money off of the In Vogue song. What's it gonna be? And and TLC waterfalls. But yeah, if talking about the Outcasts and the goodie Mob, and, but I I was making money off of Black Bear Molasses, off of singing songs. Right. But, but, but so it was like it's like why can't we rap on that stuff? That's how you know what I'm saying. So you find a way to make it all one music or whatever. And that's what um when I hear that's what the part I don't mind with the kids now It's like 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 I want the feeling to be off of it and and and, and I it's harder for me to go and play um professional sports than it would be for you because um, Matt when well, I heard Matt, Matt Ryan plays guitar or something like I, I mean it's a lot of great especially rhymes that be chillers on the piano
0: <laughs> yeah I don't have any hope and G's probably I don't know my fingers are too fucked up to play any instruments but and also I have bad ADD so there's no way I could sit through that and try to, find I, used to I used to try my hand at beat because if I had a rolling I, just, I had a rolling family yeah dude I had, I had
1: hey 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 I hey, you know was you know no, Chris? I do too I have bad ADD I, that's, that's what the that's what, that's what helped me, that's what I used me for. I can use that, it's, it's, we use that. Like, when I can fixate on something and get tedious, but I, right, I have to jump up and I start, and I have to leave for a minute, come back, and be like, God damn, you yes, have something going on. Like, Starting's the hardest part.
0: Starting's the hardest part for me of anything. Like, Once I sit down and do something, I'm like obsessed, but it's sitting down and yeah. doing it. So I you know, who's well, the...
1: But, but, but that's what
0: it, that's
1: what a male wanted, to probably, um, see of it will make you feel like... You're oh, yeah, ready. for sure, it's dude. That I, I couldn't even yeah, fucking... Yeah, yeah, I couldn't yeah.
0: even fucking function. I always wondered this. Like, outside of, like, people... Under the umbrella, in the Dungeon family, like, you know, maybe some surprise guests that might be affiliated with LaFace back in the day. At the original Dungeon, was there ever anybody from, like, outside your circle who was in there that maybe people don't know about that you're like, damn, that person was in the Dungeon at one point? Maybe just to hang out or record something or fuck around.
1: That's a good one. I think it was, too. Let me think, let me think, let me think. Well, the attic crew, the attic crew, before they was just younger. They kind of... We never really claimed them as like, oh, this is our family. But they really mm-hmm. made the attic crew because of them being affiliated with like different like one of the members of the attic crew might be Sido cousin, one of the members of the attic crew might be um um who else? Who else got a Kujo Kujo um Kujo cousin, um Mark Twain. It was like so you had but they went but the dungeon, like I said, the way it was, we I mean, we really didn't record there a lot. Like like yeah. that's what was great about it. We, we we would work on music and they would they would live there. Mm-hmm. Almost. That's where I think the dungeon became a family vibe because, you know, instead of like having to figure out how to get get back over to to a house or something, you went driving, and it's just like we just stay here, we'll spend the night. Then, and I like the camaraderie, so I I, I start trying to make it comfortable. Like, 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 yo, I'm going to get food, I'll be back. I'm like, don't leave. I'll be back. you keep working, making another day go by. Making anybody change code. My my mama ain't saying that. Nobody anybody tripping. We can smoke weed, cheat. I, I, I didn't realize I was older. She was like, I'd rather have you here. Because right. Getting, yeah, you yeah, that's
0: smart. Yeah, that's
1: smart. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather so you to be here. So, yeah, y'all smoke weed down there, but y'all don't hear
0: yeah, I don't think my my parents never gave me the green light on the uh, no pun intended on the butt, but but you yeah. know if I yeah, you know you my folks yeah but but if my folks were like hey uh, you know if you're gonna go out drinking I'd rather you have a six pack of beer here you know if you're in high school and that so that makes sense you were like yeah. kind of so so me and G were talking about this like as a musician and being you know Dre or Big Boy or any of the guys that you that you produced everybody everybody's different as far as like the way they get coached like we were players so we know like there's some guys who are coachable some guys who aren't some guys who like to be coach hard some guys who you back up off of were there guys that you treated yeah. different ways, like as musicians, especially like as it related to Goody Mob or Goody Mob or Outcast? Was it, you know, did Big and Dre have different ways that they they like to be communicated with in the production process and like writing wise? Did they write different? I know I heard that Big Boy used to he used to write a lot faster than Dre. Like, what were the differences in the process for those guys?
1: Yeah, it, it was um it was it was absolutely what you're saying. As far as um, some guys like to be coached hard, some guys regardless if they want to be coached hard, you don't, you don't want it. It's like you look at them as – like I always feel like – and maybe this is a, coming to a time too, but I feel like um, Big Boy and t they are crazy. And even Sleepy, they're so passionate about what they're doing that you you don't want to just keep telling them something wrong unless you can – you got to get them to some reason. I mean, you can't just keep, keep telling them that ain't right. And I don't know, uh, that don't sound like right. Because eventually you just seem like an opposition. Right. You know, like, 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 almost like you gonna look like you gonna look like a, a structure to them. Like, like, like you don't, like you don't want me to get past you. You don't ever, you will not ever. So, like for me, it had to be great criticism, constructive criticism. You know what I'm saying? And and, 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 try, and try and so I had to really pay attention to whatever I thought it was. You know and once so I had to study them even more so to make sure that because they, they were gonna ask me for it, they wanted me to be brutally honest. But and they could take it, but it was hard for me to always give it to them. But well, Andre, I would or CeeLo it's like. I already think the world of what they be saying, so it's almost like when they don't, when it, when something isn't right, it's more of a um, I don't know how to tell you how to fix it. I'm right. just gonna tell you that this ain't you know what I'm saying I can't tell you, I can't tell you how to fix it, but but I, but I think you could probably you know what I'm saying do something. You could do something better. And early on with Drake, he just he just didn't believe in himself as much. You know he believed it. He just he just he just thought that you know he's. I'm saying like and I hate to even. He believed in himself, but he didn't realize he was as dope as he was, which was great. That's and that's humility. Yeah. You know what I'm saying for me, that's like because we really. But 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 later, on, after the world found out, and then later on, even after Tupac and Biggie passed away, man, had a conversation. And he finally said to me like, "Oh did nobody mm-hmm. considered me being one of the best, man." That's the first thing he even said that he wanted to be better. You know I'm saying? first time he, he said, I don't know why nobody never considered me." I said, "I don't know either." I said, "Because we were getting at him." Outkast, because like when Outkast album came out, but it was just a that's what Tupac and Biggie personalities was still a little bit bigger than what we were doing with Outcast. It really, because um, if you, you can look at the dates that Tupac would drop out, that, um, Biggie would drop, we would be number one or number two, they would be number one, number two. But pe- people can't do that now. People, if you put a, a major artist out on a date with another major artist, you might, you'll be scared that you might get lost. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, 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 like y'all share the same fan base. And that's when we realized like, oh wow. We not only like we got not only do we share the same fan base, but we got even other fans like, or whatever. Because we know that everybody Tupac, though, unless they're, like Tupac don't necessarily like Outkast, and everybody like Outkast don't necessarily like Tupac, but they did, and that's what that's when we knew that um we were doing the right thing as far as you know not because we we never want Outkast, that's why we said it on record on um, Space Gypsy. We never wanted to go too weird, at in the end, of the day. That, that that was out of our control because they were truly outcasts. I made mean, two kids at the age of 15 years old. By the yeah. time we play, play, were players by the age 17, like the growing part this, just you know what I'm saying? The and, growing part hadn't even begun yet. Like I said, they They coming out partying us to partying when they decided to, to tell us w- w- what was happening. Yeah, <laughs> they, and they, and they, they started start trying, hey, I
0: want to produce one or two things myself or I want to dabble or, you know, like, that's hey, they, why I, I feel like from to 94 produce- to 98, like, or even, yeah, 94 to 98 over the span of three albums, which, by the way, again, I maintain there's only one skip and it's Mamacita for me, which is the most fucking insane run for a group of all time. They they changed yeah, but, so fucking much. Like, Dre especially, obviously, but, like, the music changed and it was like an organic change. They never sold out. The, the music was still awesome, but they they changed and that's because I feel like they were young. Like, imagine if I, yeah, you or I, yeah. George, had success... Creatively, artistically, how much of your personality change? As athletes, you can only change so much. But if you're an artist, you're creative. Like your bars are going to change. Like what you want out of production is going to change. You're, like, you're,
1: you're confidence. Yeah. Your confidence, your confidence, you, you, your bank account—they were more established. That's why I think about it on
0: out, even on
1: Outkast. Let's see what song was that? On, on play, okay, on the actual album, on the actual album for Southern Player on This What was that song? that? Let me say, I got more. You got more. Loop. No, that might have been. I um, might have been. Um, elevators. I got. I got more. You say. Um, but if you don't move your feet and then I don't eat. I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's elevators. elevators. That's elevators. It, but that's a, that's the first single from their second album. But he's still saying we ain't really got no money. Yeah. But think about it. Think about it in, in this day and age. for them they already done with platinum. They done went platinum with the first album and get the money that they do have because they did get some money, obviously, to do the next album. But they still saying like this ain't where it's at, though. No? You know what I'm saying? Like so now, they still hungry.
0: Yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like these guys, they still hungry. So so now, atl aliens. Because on Southern Player this is something I was talking to George about Big D. Um, about um yesterday I was like, man, Southern Play this album, we get a lot of the hooks. No sleepy singing the hooks crumbling or Southern Play on music. Um, so like when we first went on the road, the budget wasn't big enough to take everybody, so I had to go out as a manager slash chaperone. But we realized when we were doing shows, damn, we can't see these hooks. So on, on songs like, I mean, on Players Bar, I remember them starting to say like, um, it, 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 um, throw, throw your hands in there. Got, them trying to do that fishing and grips and all the pimp shit. Mm-hmm. They start doing the hook then for, for atl just from off of experience. So I thought in. oh, did they, did, they, did, they, did they use that hook for that album? I was like, they. I, I, I was wondering how, were they what, what, what they're going to do next. Right, I don't know, because they're getting they get it from the life that they're living that's being provided for them from the seeds that we planted. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? From, 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 what, from, what, from what we originally do with Southern seed. they have to go out and do this. By going out and, and doing this that's when they start saying oh you think it's all about some tango you think about Pimps and being in tango like, like, that's the thing then you know like man that was the first album Mm-hmm. That was, the music was southern, paired to the Catholic music. We really ain't never been into no that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Big boy growing up in Sub- uh, in Savannah, he saw it in bit, and, and, and that was in his very early years. Yeah, and he got uncles and stuff. Because like I said, because the guy who like to work for Charles Willis from Savannah, they did have that that um, you know that that pimp vibe. But they weren't pimps. It was more like just businessmen with money. But they would wear hard bottom shoes, right? You know, like church, but and, yeah, and they weren't going to church. You
0: know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Did y'all really make them? Uh, did y'all really make them run around the the neighborhood?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Because at that, pretty much at that time, we had already on T. box T. and TLC was my friends. Like so, when she got she was already signed to Pebbles. So I was I was already going around we was trying to get signed to Pebbles as a singing group, but she liked me uh, uh, liked me enough to be like, you know, I'm gonna introduce you to L.A. And I want you to meet him. And, and but we didn't have but we. Cause we produced parental advisory. i um, KP the great, the, the DJ. He was in a group called PA or whatever. We we produced oh, it, and yeah. it, it. It came out before Outkast. It didn't do well. That's what people don't realize. We did Outkast. This was this was us c- coming back, knowing that being to New York ain't gonna work. Cause you need to represent where you from. Cause these people don't care about us talking about what they already know about. So we, so we, we we went and retooled when we when we did Outkast or whatever. Like so, it was more we were under the mind state of like we should have pumped, but what we what we from, what we talking about, and. And that established just like DJ um, Quentin born and raised in a company, just like with the New York artists. If you can go to another state or city and you screen your place, and they say it, you, just, you actually just did something more important than sell a song. You just move the culture. Now you're crossing culture. Now you're making people, because, you know what I'm saying, not, not, and that's what the thing was, like I said earlier on, and like you said, Chris, like, we have a certain admiration for New York. Like, like and, and we went just digging and trying to, to, to make them be a um, make them like us, but but we was not gonna not we, we weren't gonna stop trying. We weren't gonna stop trying because hip hop is coming from you guys. We learned it yeah. from you guys. We wanna we wanna do it. We don't wanna be to start no XSL. You know what I'm saying? We wanna be a right. part of NFL. <laughs> we wanna be a part of your league. Yeah. We not trying to go start no new league or is a new thing. Southern hip hop. No. Yeah. Southern rap. Put us we on the East Coast. We just at the bottom of the East Coast. I'm saying so like we right here. with y'all we want to be a part? So I felt like eventually they were gonna understand that our win was their win.
0: Yeah.
1: Once they embrace us, once y'all embrace us, we ain't gonna talk shit about you.
0: <laughs> How big was skew it in that way? Because you had Raekwon on there. Oh God. It seemed thank intentional. Great,
1: great Chris, you just killed it. That's why I was so disappointed in the bracket when he had to go against. Hey, y'all! First, motherfucker. Me too, dude. (laughs) You didn't give it a chance. You didn't give it a chance to see what it (laughs) would grow. It would have managed. It would have beat a couple of teams. It would have made it. It should have beat Hey, y'all. What the fuck? But but, but y'all put the biggest. You put the biggest hip. The biggest hip hop record. Underground, The biggest underground hip-hop record against the biggest pop record. Yeah, and, it was, that know, was a social and, experiment. And, 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 and that just showed the, the majority. It showed what the majority was. Like, I had majority girls tuning in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that <laughs> must be yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. it, it, showed, it showed something because screwing on the barbie, first of all, getting Ray Korn on. It. Getting Ray Korn on. It. And it came because Ray Korn, Wu-Tang had just opened a store in Atlanta, Georgia, on P Street, the wu Store. Power and, and, and Ray Korn was down here and guess what? They wanna make so for a year or so but eventually what anybody called and said, We feel kinda of funny being down here and not saying, Hey, not you know what I'm saying, not yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? So so power um power called with Ray Corner and said, Man, if I got anything, if you need Ray Corner, get on anything, call big one. And said, if you need Ray Corner, get on anything, man, let us know. We love um we want to be down here. I just so happened. I think we when we did screw on the barbed like El kabadu. Might have in the studio when we was playing beats for Big and Dre, or you could put a, a something up under there, like you stop it. Uh, but um, they were playing, we were playing beats. And I remember Eric was like, "What's that? What's that?" I remember Dre got the beat early on, so he wrote the hook and wrote his verse. And I, of course, I love it because that's the person saying my name, Big and Carl Rico back on the street like Chico. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 the song it was just up-tempo. and then and the opportunity came to get Corn and when we got it. And when he showed up and delivered a an one five star verse like that was like that that song like that he gave us whatever Wu Tang had established you know all the respect and power that Wu Tang had, had had established mm-hmm. he kind of, he kind of he shared that sword with us yeah that, that was, blessing, that, have, dude, that, was saying, that was a blessing dude that was a that deserved was, blessing that was, that was a deserved blessing that was a blessing that was like come on, that, he, he 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 gave us some um a, 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 a hug. Yeah. So, I mean, Puffy was already rocking with it. Biggie was already rocking with it, but Biggie had kind of passed the late, pretty And he had but he loved
2: us. He, he yeah. passed away. the late. Was, cool, was, cool. was there any, uh, any plans to work with Biggie, like concrete plans before that? Before right,
1: that, well, Biggie was a brother for real. Like, like Biggie, our very first show in New York, when first time we performed, Biggie Smalls was the one who um, came up to us and told us that. Um, well, the people at the, at the at the at the record company said, "Hey, I'm gonna tell y'all about this New York crowd. They're probably not gonna," he said. "They're not gonna be saying anything. They're not gonna say much. But as long as they don't boo, you did good. But if they don't say anything, they're just standing there, that ain't bad. Just keep going. Don't <laughs> stop. You just That's don't hilarious. stop." <laughs> <laughs> so, so, of course, we we starting to perform the song, play the ball or whatever, and nobody, everybody standing there looking. I like just said, "Just stand there looking." But I was sudden, I see D coming toward the front of the stage. He pushes he push, he push up against the stage. He pushes push back up against the stage. He puts his arm in the air. He just got. He, he, he just um, rooting us on. Like go, go. Like pump. Like nobody else raised their hand with it. just his So It was almost like, ah, oh, that's our cousin. That's our family. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. Because when he did the, 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 the when he did the big the Kangos and the whole the swag, he knew that that was something that we was on. And he was just getting off the Tupac sofa type of thing. And, and, and he embraced what we were doing. He felt like that's, that, that's what I'm talking about. Like that was his way of, of saying that I'm 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 rocking with y'all. I like with y'all. I like with y'all. y'all he, he most definitely said y'all are part of the East Coast family. You know what I'm saying? So, but like I said, he passed away. But I, but our relationship with him with him was um was like you said it was quiet because like Jermaine was doing songs with. You know, with Jay-Z and all of them or whatever, but, but we was really, really close with Puffy and Biggie. We just, didn't really talk about it like that, but, but Puffy, you know what I'm saying? like That's why Puffy was in our, in our documentary, the auto-organized notes. Like, but, but that's most definitely because of Puffy's relationship with L.A. Reid as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, we were, and Biggie was fine to, um, to ask. We were almost like, we just under the same company whatever. Like So we the we, we most definitely family.
0: Do you feel like the game, in a way of being personal, has changed a lot? You know, because... It seemed like everybody was a family in the inception of all that Atlanta, you know, sound that you were creating. I mean, you were trying to create a sound that wasn't, you know, respectfully, not the Miami-based stuff. The Jermaine Dupree sound is different, but, like, everybody knew each other, it sounded like. And and the same thing, like, in New York, too. Like, has the game changed where it's just so not personal anymore? Is that because of celebrity, or what's going on?
1: Well, what, I think everybody can know each other a little bit more, but what they're not doing is they're not working on music in the studio like we used to. As we used to actually go in the studio and work on the music. everybody's doing it in their computers now, and they haven't and it's already done. It's like now when you're in the studio, people are just recording vocals because like, cause like I, I see the new generation because Future is my cousin, like, like I, not because I produce none of his, none of his new stuff. Because he is my family, my cousin. I'm the one who put him in the studio for the first time. I'm first. going to show him everything. So whenever I want to just pull up or, or want to see a um, brand new. I just pull up, <laughs> right, <laughs> and go down there. And I, you know what I'm saying. And whenever you got a show, I'm backstage like I'm his father. Like you know in back there with his mom and his dad. You know what I'm saying, yeah. or whatever. So like, so it is. It's not as personable. But I don't know. I don't because even with future, he, I'll be in the studio. Nard and all the different producers might be there, but they're not really talking to each other. It's right. just kind of waiting in line to to, to get his attention. You know what I'm saying? It's Like, okay, I'm up next, and they all they walk out of there happy because because they, they all used to getting something, but it's not um it's not the same process. So so this new generation, like I applaud them for just um because they, they everybody got to have you kind of got to have your own vibe, your
0: own way. Right. You,
1: you, you just you give your wave to whatever the artist is. You're What's... not creating a wave with anybody.
0: when you talk about t- today, like like styles and stuff. You know, hotbeds, whatever. Where's the next Atlanta, dude? Like, you know, is there a scene that's emerging somewhere? You know, it's not Detroit. Detroit's got its scene already. New York is well-established. Atlanta was, you know, Atlanta was changing when you came on the scene, like West Coast. Is there is there a scene that you're like, all right, that's the next hot spot. That's the next hotbed for the the next new sound? Oh, man.
1: To be very honest, um, I think was crazy. I don't know how this happened, but New York—we call New York hip hop. But that—that that means Philly. That means it that means anywhere in the East Coast up north. Like we give, we kind of say it's New York, but half the cats might might not even be from New York. But as long right. they got an up top thing, we give it New York the credit.
0: Right.
1: California, the West Coast—they get credit for everything, even stuff out of Houston now. What's it's, the kid, man? Um, um the rapper um, Travis that's, Scott. That's really, yeah. People gonna associate so much of that stuff with the West Coast now. Right. And if you are bouncing, if you got any kinda of little baby, your baby, any kinda of, they're giving it to Atlanta. You could be from wherever. Right. You could be from the Midwest somewhere. But if you got a bounce on you and you got some swag and you talking they can say, Oh, that's Atlanta shit. Right. you know what I mean? So like so that's where I kinda of feel like now to throw to, a place to establish themselves as the next hot spot. It's gonna have to be a sound. It, it's gonna right. be more than just a movement, because because Atlanta. I can't really say if the audience now, right now, is from Atlanta, like because you want to say the baby is from Atlanta, but he's not. You know what I'm saying? He's not. But I can't say whatever. I think he's from Carolina somewhere, or whatever area he's from. He's right. a Gucci Man, Gucci Man was from, was from Alabama, I believe, for real. Mm-hmm. But we get credit for him, like like a lot of um because and, and these people like even when I think I'm Bootsy. I know he's from New Orleans, but like I said, he lives in Atlanta now. Cause he, and, and the way he explained it was that that. He said, "People don't hate you for being um um rich in Atlanta. People don't hate you for being an artist in Atlanta. They right. embrace you for that, right? And because he's like, Louisiana, they, they, they kind of get mad at you. That's what he was basically saying. Like, it's hard to, to, to coexist. He said in Atlanta, though, the police, you, you're not gonna people. They don't look brand new to them, and, and they don't worship you for it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? They, they don't. You're not." Yeah, it's like yeah. I mean, like, there's pl-
0: there's plenty of successful musicians walking around Atlanta, and you're right. I mean, now that you mention it, there is like a hub kind of gravitational pull towards certain big metropolitan areas where you're like, okay, this is. Yeah, it's just like. And I do. So. Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, Philly, Philly's scene is is really uh, is has, really Philly deep. Has a legitimate yeah,
1: man, Philly, Philly is New York, and Atlanta. Philly has a real cultural scene, but but until. Jay Z started rocking with Benny Seagull on them, so it was really you still don't you still look at this hip hop, which is New York. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? With, but Philly is more than New York. It really is more. I mean, it it had that 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 roots vibe. You see? you still got that roots music vibe too as well. You got the, the black thought. It, it's got that. But at the end of the day, though, it's, it's still it's still that like East Coast lyricism, and that's why with us we feel like we we, we I guess we gave you the, the East Coast lyricism, but but we couldn't help the fact that being from the South where Luther Campbell, you know what I'm saying, the, the Miami bass sound, ruled, period. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe what they was talking about wasn't something that we we just wanted to recreate, but, but, but the low end that we had experienced in some of them records, you ha- had to incorporate that incorporate that more into the boom bap. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. how it was. Like, and that's why organized noise is looked at as like, man, y'all are, man, I love Outkast, but man, you guys helped because from, 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 it wasn't just what people got from that's why I said we were important to hip hop. It, 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 it wasn't just outcast rapping. It's what we did with the music. We helped other producers produce better music. Now, now, yeah, we are not the richest. Yeah, we didn't get all the hit records, but everybody music got better after we put out music.
0: And and respected <laughs> and respected. Yeah. So I cell therapy is one of one of my favorites. You guys did cell therapy, right. yeah. Um, where did you? I always wonder where you get that that little creepy ass noise in the background.
1: And I would tell you the truth. And I would tell you exactly what it was. I love being the but I would have. I don't remember. I know exactly what the sound is. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. It was something that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was something. It was really because when, when, when I did because I, I actually did the and I remember. Um, the, the piano was just so wicked. that. Yes. Don't don't don't. Yes. So I was almost like I didn't want to do, so I had to kind of tiptoe around everything else I added to it. I was like because I didn't want to fuck it up, so I was like but I needed some else to, to help sell it to help make it. So them the sound effects like that, whatever that that that, that made, sound, it, like, it made it, it off, that made nah, it for me. That made it. Wow, I'm glad we did because it because it was that record is so man it was so hip hop man. It was one of those, it was like it was one of those one of that. It's funny that Outkast never had a record as raw as that. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's funny, but like, I mean, we never did a record as raw as that.
2: Yeah,
1: it's stopped looking at us as a family, as a so we all could get credit for it. Because that, because couldn't go as far as they can go now because the people didn't know. That, that, but what what CeeLo C- was gonna be able to do or whatever, and we were so um we were so um I don't know I'm want to say we were being cocky, but, but we, we we felt like people were paying attention to us, so we could. We could get off some we could get off some messages or whatever like so so, so we did but, 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 we, but we sacrificed some of the commercial success that goody mob could have had right yeah yeah
0: it, it felt like, like goody, goody goody like mob stay, just goody mob did exactly what they wanted to do at all times and and outcast had yeah. to do some things and not never selling out yeah. but like with with the hooks yeah, like, like you, actually you having it. to put hooks on songs and
2: yeah
1: yeah yeah it's like because you gotta finish how you start. We yeah. started some shit with Outkast, and, and it worked. And, and, and because it worked, it, it afforded us certain luxuries to where we could have put out a Goody Mob, but like that meant that we had to keep pushing it with Outkast right. because because the best of us take it. You know what I'm saying? Like we had to, like in order for us to put out records like that wasn't that commercial. But we got fortunate with Sales there like I said, Sales was really, 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 really a, a bang. It was a it was a great wall representation for Goody Mob, but um, but outcast, like you said. From, from 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 Southern Pelicans to ATL to a criminal. The sound kept evolving yep. in a daring way. In, in a way that birthed the Kanye West. In a way that birthed the um the um, the Earth games down. In a way that birthed the, the Kendrick Lamar to where those people You are hit it man. They, they trying to fight that game.
0: You hit it because you know, it those, it was like I don't feel like people make themed projects anymore where there's actually a comprehensive theme and mood and I love that Kendrick still does that and Kendrick is probably my favorite that's out today. So you were saying that like when you're filling out this bracket there's some songs that mean a little bit more that might not like the way you fill it out might be different than the way somebody else fills out because of the experience. Absolutely.
1: Because certain songs I I know career wise they were stepping stones to help us get to the next plane. And like Benzo Beamer was very important because I was talking about Get Up Get Out. Like it, it was a it was a great song CeeLo had got the rap with him, the rap with the money sword but when the face I'm giving them all the credit and blame decided to shoot the video they were thinking about ceo is not in OutKast. so why are we gonna put a video out where he's rapping the first two minutes you see him first right. But then they're not realizing this this song is on outcast album and that we're gonna sign Cee-Lo. like we're gonna he's, he's gonna be trying to organize those cut out but if we really stand up our next artist, so when they shot the video, they did an edit. They they, they released the B real quick or wherever they released it to. So my first time seeing it on TV, or seeing it, it it came on with Big Boy rapping first. It Came on with CeeLo hook, a Big Boy rapping, then the hook, then Trey rapping. Then they did I an edit where it came on with CeeLo, and then it came on with The gift So they basically took a, a, a song that was seven minutes and cut in half, so three and a right. half or three and a half or whatever. Right. But they, they hurt the integrity of the record because it almost made us look stupid. Like y'all don't know that. His verse is to jump out. Like, his verse is killing Big André's verse. I mean, it's his song. It's no question about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he did. That was, that was us. We knew that song was a hip-hop classic. And, and at that time, I wasn't thinking we need to hold it for Goody Mom. I was thinking we need to help Outkast. You know what I'm saying? Like, And then that introduced Goody Mom. You know what I'm saying? But we need to make the Outkast album that didn't have no album filler. You know what I'm saying? Like, like And that's what, you know, we're doing that, but they're messing the video up it led to, like, we were fortunate because Biggie Smalls had did that on One More Chance remix when he had all the celebrities in the video, and it kind of helped set, set him up for his next album. We got lucky in the New Jersey Drive soundtrack needed a song, because we were working with Queen of teeth and Shaquem. They was doing the soundtrack, and we did Fins or Fema. And that video, to me, was better than any video out there had had at that time
0: yeah the video was cool the video was super cool i had and and i like this song i had it going out in uh in the first round i'm forgetting who it played but it, it makes sense i mean for, for behind the scenes that song's even more important than you know to a fan who yeah. likes the song so was there was there anybody that yeah, you I love this song. was there anybody going back G love was there anybody going back that you wished could have got a feature on one of the outcast albums that didn't like in in your dream world going back was there a feature that you wish they had? Ooh,
1: ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, that Ray Korman was really special. but um, And Biggie passed away so quick. But of course, I feel like, you know what I'm saying? They probably should do something with Biggie Smalls. You know like yeah. like Or at least CeeLo and Biggie. Like, like we, we supposed to do something with Biggie, period. I don't give no light. Like We supposed to do something with Biggie. And Tupac, we had an opportunity to work with. It was just that he had just got out of prison, and he, he was just running with Shook. It was almost like... I don't. I, I never said it publicly, but it was like I just felt like it wasn't smart for us to necessarily be associating or, or, being, or, being, or being, being a bit Being I didn't want to be fucking with Sug, you know what I'm saying? Like I really didn't. Yeah. I didn't want to. Stand, like I really felt like he was. Not yeah. That he was bad for the game. I did. Yeah, I, I was hearing rumors cause he and, and a lot of stuff wasn't even true about what they were saying he was doing. Because I ended up being corrupt. Me and corrupt became cool and shit. shit. Like, he, he, was. You know i saying he did certain things or whatever, but he wasn't corrupt as a brother. He kind of. He better be known. You know what I'm saying? That. But it wasn't like it, it, you know what I'm saying. But at, at that time, like I said, sure, because Tupac reached out to us and like, and, and, but he, but because he, he loved the Goody Miles, he wanted he, that militant shit. He loved it. He, he embraced it. Oh, let me get with them brothers. Yeah, he's gonna do or whatever. He, he was gonna wrap it up some or whatever. But um,
2: but yeah, but um,
1: but outcast, we always kind of wanted to do a song with Day. We meant, I mean, men Big and Drake want to with Shy Day that we never really did or whatever, but but uh-huh. I do love the art. I love that artist storytelling with um with, with Slick Rick though. Slick Rick was somebody that we always we loved. Your children's story, you know, that was just for so them to be. And he and, and Slick Rick can't goes on. So that was like that was that was a great way of. And then we mm-hmm. did something with Curtis Mayfield. I feel like the people that we emulated, or we took something from. We honored by working with. Him. You know what right. I'm saying? Like like I do feel I feel that like George Clinton. You know i <laughs> I feel like whoever we I felt like that. Curtis make the people that um we feel like we kept your and I remember telling George, I was like I remember being like, Man, you know what I'm saying, you know that Southern player, this is the Calad music the way we put the words together, we was, you know what I'm saying, we were just copying that um that was, was kinda like how you did the phone thing. He was like, Man, <laughs> George, and, and he yeah. was like he, he, he was like, Man, you ain't man, you keep it on I don't know. the way he said it was like 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 he, he he didn't look at it like I we were copying. I'm like, nah, we got that this year. But but he was like
2: but Listen to your music
1: though, like like this the
2: original stuff. Like yeah, you might have took a little vibe to make it to, 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 to make us like that's funk. That's what he said. That's funk. Like and it's crazy. It's crazy y'all did that with them because uh, when I first put my dad on Outkast, he said he said man, I, I, I like these guys. You sound all right.
0: You remind me of Funkadelic. Funkadelic. His
2: favorite band. Dude, his favorite group. And so like he could get into the Outkast. Because so his love for Funkadelic, funk dude, yeah. that has and, to be the, cool, the
0: coolest guy to get a fucking compliment from would be like George Clinton. Man, George Clinton,
1: George Clinton. Um, even being around like um, with, with Curtis Buff, everybody. I mean, like even even when I met Prince, I remember um, I remember meeting Prince at the um, at the Outkast thing, and um, when Outkast get the Coachella thing, and um, and just his love of. Um, of of ungrade he, he I'm sorry, he reached out there. That's what French reached out there way before then. He reached out there and wanted outcasts to rap on his group. Um one one of them bands he was doing during yeah. that time. And you know and um and we might have did it, but it don't it, it didn't blow up or nothing. But I remember calling him back being like, Yo, we want you to get on the outcase. Outcast song. He's like, "Oh, I don't do song with men. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Oh, you got,
2: you got,
0: you got no idea. But I don't do song with (laughs) me. Must be, must be nice, dude. Um, hey Rico, I
2: got a question. I got a question. One of my favorite, most days, my favorite Outcast song would be "Players Ball," but the reprised version that the video first came out with. Why wasn't that the original song, man? In, on the app. <laughs> I, lo- I love that one so much more than the original. Hey, guess what, George? You know what that means to me? Pi- the pianos, man. soon as come it, on, man, you already you know, know it. it. You got
1: to New York ears. I'm, I'm going to tell you a great story. Players Ball came out during Christmas time or whatever. Got around to January, February, L.A. Reece said, hey, man, this song's still playing. Can you go in and take Take Christmas Day off the song. Okay, Players Ball is happening on Christmas Day. I said, okay, so we went in and did the version one. Players Ball is happening all day and day. That's when we did that or whatever. Make it a regular song. Next thing you know, the whole the whole country, the whole um, the record almost goes.
2: But LA Reed said,
1: New, New York will not play this record. We saw. One day he just called me the office and said, New York will not play players ball. I mean, he, he showed me every all the other stations in the country, New York will not play this record. I said, okay. They don't like it. Let me, let me go do a remix. Check, check all that music out. <laughs> I, take, I take all that music out. Just put in one sound make it wrong. Like, um, I was trying to cool, make it wrong. Don't look. And see if you come on with it first. Have them back, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, change the vibe up, drip it down. Guess what? You know started playing.
2: That's crazy, dude.
1: No, when them and, and,
0: and
2: pianos come in, man.
1: Whew. And, and, and once again, that's a great question, Once again, that helps that be, that'd be great for that. Like once that happens, record you felt like go get your album. Put your album out, get your album ready now. That's what you know. Saying, like that like that's when that's when we based the album in that thingy. That's when the thing became we gotta stay on this player sheet. Like, like even though it's not the right, we gotta we gotta like some kind of way. You know what I'm saying? Like that's when we did crumbling or Southern player District, crumbling or funky ride. Like, you know what I'm saying? Those were all those melody-type songs. Again, Big Bust with the Ain't No Thing cause that was my favorite song. My favorite, my favorite song on that first album, but I think they kept us real. Got us the most credibility with Ain't No Thing. And mm-hmm. that, And it's that, and and my intro. My intro to with, let you know. with,
0: Oh, with, I love I uh, Dude, I love my intro, bro. Not to, uh, like, I, I wish my intro was six minutes long, bro. With how the,
2: with how the album ended up coming out with the the original version of Swift Bomb that makes my... My favorite song,
1: like it's a boom back to the heart, man. Love it, so. that song. I'm saying, like, like, that's what I mean. That, that particular album, man. It, it was sometimes, kind of but like I said, it wasn't our biggest album at that time. But, but, but it was. We put out. It was our. Like music wise, like we did our. We tried to do our best, and and and, and timing wise, that's why it was special. Because if, if you put it up against, it came out before Biggie. It came out before like like. That's why I got so much respect because it showed that. We weren't copying. We weren't following nobody else. We were reading. You know what I'm saying? From that from that day from that day forth, people with people got a whiff of us. And they saw like create they started production, like, man, it used eight oh eight with live music, with real hip hop drums. And guess what? The drum sounds different on like every song. Hold on. And that's when New York's supposed to really get to notice. That's when they really supposed to be noticing that these boys are in the kitchen. They right. they didn't realize that at that time we was already flying up to New York going up the um Leaker Street, going up the Carmine, He was already going up to Harlem to the um, 125th, going to the um the flea market, whatever thing, we're buying old records. He was already up in New York buying records. He was already buying the same records just like the um Marley Marl or Q Pip or or, <laughs> or whatever. Um, um, um what's the name? Cream Primo um or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Whoever.
2: yeah
1: we yeah we was already, yeah, already up uh, through that. We was already in the train. um Pete Rock he was already like he like, was going to Facebook people I was, the, the guy would say well I'm holding these records for Pete Rock well I'm holding these um, break beats for for Lord um, Lord, for Lord." Um, Lord Finesse. I'm like alright what you got for him let, let, let me see him my money green too let me yeah. see him
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well boy, the boy from the south start going through that sweeping through Taking it, you, get, and, and you and you can
2: see from the music,
1: You're like it went no. That's why I never was gonna alienate them. I always felt like, man, we wanted y'all, we just wanted sound. Yeah, and y- y'all didn't want us. To, y'all understand? You know and I understood. It. Y'all, y- y'all didn't realize we were gonna do it go so good, and we we're gonna do it. You understand? Know and we're gonna do it just like we were gonna play by the rules. Play by the rules. You understand? Know we went, we went tricking it off. We weren't trying to do something different. We were trying to do exactly what y'all were doing, but but following the rules. Don't don't copy nobody else. Try to. Dig, I was digging in the crates, man. Dig, keep digging till you find something nobody else got, and you, and you will identify with it as soon as you find You're like, ooh, we caught one. Let's go. And then you, I mean, then you go. Like, Buster Rhymes, you gotta give Buster Rhymes important out our career, too. Like, he, he had moved down 10, out, down in the book with Dallas Austin early on. And I remember he was the one who kind of brought that book, The New World Order, up there early on. Like, like, like New York, like, like I said, like, hold a pill, horse. horse. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Before we get out of here, you got a favorite four Outcast songs. I'm not going to assume that you've looked at the bracket to the point where you got your bracket filled out. But do you have a final four, Rico's final four? What are your four favorite well, but, Outcast but, songs?
1: Well, right now, not to be too political, but I will say this. I like the concept of it being two songs they produce, two songs we produce.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, right now, mm-hmm. from what I see with you guys, that's what y'all got. You got Spodey, which I think should be there. I think B.O.B. could probably be um, – I really wish – I don't know. But B.O.B. is a
2: banger, though. Players ball could have been –
0: Wait, say what you're going to say, because my, my thing is – and I got ripped to shreds over this, and George loves B.O.B., but my thing is I, I love B.O.B., but I, it's not a top 15 for me. Yeah,
2: B.O.B. – Wow. B.O.B. B-
1: – B- B- B. Well, Well, this is what I'm going to go about right now. I'm going to go about what the, the fans have spoken. The fans have spoken, so – like, like, regardless of what I think,
0: the white so delegation so is, is spoken.
1: Is like, like, but so, but so fresh, so clean is there though. Yeah, that's me on the. List. That's you, yeah. Fresh so clean, yep. clean. So, so I like that. <laughs> I, and I did that. I did that beat.
0: Yes, It's a dope beat. I programmed
1: it. Around, so, so, yeah, yeah. So, so quietly, I, the fans are spoken. I agree. So fresh, so clean is one of the top four. Okay, B.O.B., don't give my reasoning for why it is because creatively, wow went crazy on that drum pattern. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Oh, uh, with that, West with that, with that, that, uh, music, electric revival.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, yeah.
1: Man, that's just the <laughs> that, uh, Yes, The energy of that joint, the energy of that. So for the fan base to push that one there, that shows, you got some skateboarders, you got some dirt bike riders, <laughs> you got some, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like that shows the, how how, 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 how wide the net is. So I, mean, so I can appreciate it and how edgy it is. Cause this shit, this shit, could've been easy. It could've been real pretty. Could have had the way you moving. Hey y'all, that would've been real soft. You know what yep. I'm mean? Before they have B.O.B. That's kind of that's kind of hard. Cause I'm looking at B.O.B. versus Miss Jackson, and I got to get the B.O.B. Cause Miss Jackson was a big record. But come on, that was like they no is B.O.B. is
0: just B. fucking. It's crazy, but for me, Bom- and then bombs up bombs, bombs over, bad dad, like, like it's timely. See,
1: like it's not the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's great because of the the
2: sonics of it, like it, 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 you play it against any out. It's They still do it at shows. Like, bro, dude, he, see, we, like didn't, we didn't, we didn't, expect them to be rapping like that over a Miami based tempo beat. Like we didn't, like that blew us yeah. out of our mind. We didn't know what we okay. do, what we and, were and, listening and
1: that, to. And that video, in that video was crazy with Big what Chase. Like it was a great performance video. Right? Like, like, like them chasing the car and Dre was It looked like they, that, that 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 was a. Co- Imaging-wise, like that, that was the album. That was the album. B.O.B., Miss Jackson, so, fresh, so, so
0: clean. That's why I'm so, fresh, so clean. I, I, so, so I might sport. be crazy. I, and matter of th- fact, matter of fact,
1: and, and Spodeo, they don't listen. All of them on the same album, I believe. Yep. No, no, not Spodeo, no, no, Spodeo. Spodeo on, no, on, on, yeah, Spodeo's,
0: yes yeah, Spodeo's on the, on the first. That stank on, both of you two
1: on Stank that's a criminal. That's what it is. And for
2: players, Bob, to make it that
1: far. Man, it just shouts out
2: to the guy. No, no, that players ball <laughs> players ball <laughs> it just, just shots out pl- pl- You're getting yeah,
0: yeah you're, you're, get, getting, you're getting that's, that's you're getting all the love that's here. You're getting all the love here.
2: That's
1: all I mean, that's straight that's that, that that's that's really saying, man, you can't forget the that, that's like, guy. That's just saying, because I would have never played a player, player if honestly, no way I should have made it that far. people, Like you said you ain't even start listening to them until criminal. So,
0: so Well, I was fourteen, you know. I a
1: criminal I, uh, a most definitely Aquemine should have beat that song. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, but the fact that it didn't, it, it it meant that it was old heads on that that day. It was some heads on that. Yeah, <laughs>
0: no, I I, re- I respect I respect the fact that it lost to if Aquemine was gonna lose, it, I'm glad it lost to Players Ball, where I had Bob losing. And this is no again when I say to me, it's not one of my favorite 10, 15 Outcast songs. Doesn't mean I don't fucking love it. I, I have it losing to Storytelling Part Two, which is. Which is for me? That's very personal, but it's one of my favorite s- songs they did. So, and people will yes, say, Guess what? I'm, I'm not mad at that. I'm
1: not mad at that. Yeah. The artist storytelling. The artist, the artist storytelling. Hello, part two. The part. The Listen,
0: everybody loves part one. I love part one just like everybody else. But part two is like it's just it's like fucking cocaine to me. I don't know.
1: Yeah. And then again, like mm-hmm. you got you got two dope boys. The two dope boys just not Miss Jackson off. Just but but not because Miss Jackson is a great. This a great record of it. Just great like, Hey y'all, ATL be Hey, y'all. Hey y'all could have beat that. But, Play, but Crumlin, Crumlin should have to be player.
0: This Crumlin herb is one of, of my herb. favorites. Yeah, Crumlin Herb was Crumlin Urge. George yeah, and, George shit.
1: Crumlin Urge, the, Crum, the Crumlin Herb remix,
0: but, but we changed the third verse. Ooh, mm, goofy. Like
1: like a lot of people never really heard it because it was on a, a B side or something. But like we could like the Crumlin Ur remix. And Andre and Big Boy changed their third verse. I mean, I was like, that was,
0: that was, or, or, or they handled them, whatever they did, but it was dope. I thought Liberation got a really bad, bad draw here.
2: Oh, oh, you, you absolutely like right, Because Liberation. Well, I'm going
1: also buy some of the shows. I perform with these guys. With, with the whole Dungeon family, we perform at um one
2: music fest, I think.
1: When Andre just, came out. I, I just, I
2: just, uh, I just... Uh, you just posted it on Twitter. I posted father the Liberation. Uh, yeah. I and I was fucking pissed.
1: Yesterday. <laughs> Man, but, 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 but that
2: that that day,
1: Erica Badu was performing at One Music Fest, too, and she might have just walked over to the stage on the N.I. show to catch some of it. Yeah.
2: And, and they saw out there, they just played that shit. Man, them people went absolutely bat crazy. Like, no, they went people crazy. went nuts. People went nuts. People day, you know? and, and Rico, I don't know if you, you might think here the same way. I feel that show was just as good as the Centennial show. Yeah, yeah. It, well, well, actually, it, it might have, it, it Just Centennial show was
1: probably longer because more outcast stuff, but that, was, that show was epic because of that. It was epic, like, like it was a Dungeon Family show, but it was, yeah. it was it was, it was yeah. almost even better because of the fact that that's the problem with, with outcasts. That's, that's one thing I I will most definitely say. That's the only fault when, when outcast and, and Goody mom got big, they stopped, they couldn't really do shows together anymore because, Goody Mile could go to Chicago and get 50000 on on April 1st, then Outcast can go and get 50000 on April 15th. Yeah. You
2: know what
1: I'm saying? So, uh, like, so, like, yeah. so, so like, so in order to, to like that... you, you short yourself and go together. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, so we, can't, we can't go together, we can't do stuff together, because the same market will pay us to come hmm. like that. But the problem is, they never got a chance. That's why that little Dungeon Family run we did was kind of epic. It was late, and but, but the, little, the place we went to, they showed up and they liked it because if you're a fan, you ain't never seen these cats really walk together like that. But it was a couple of who tours early on when they would take out, um, when they took out a lot of the members of the, of, of the family or whatever. They took them out. But um, it, it went long when Goody Mob couldn't go with them. I remember Ludacris, I remember the first little di- disagreement we had. They ended up taking Ludacris out for the first. They took them to open up for him one time because cause he was new and he went an in, in the amount of money. But they couldn't, they couldn't, Goodie Mob couldn't take the money they were offering. It went, and, and it went and they was that they didn't want to give goody mom more. It's like they they didn't have to. It was almost like so, so, so some of that family stuff business got in the way of. Like you know what I'm saying like yeah. it's like Goody Mob would love to go out there with y'all. if they'd love to take y'all but y'all deserve more money and and business wise they can't offer you more. They you know what I'm saying? They can't or whatever, like so so the fans didn't get a chance to get like b- b- we talked about that's why my outcast would like they could do a show once a year, Outcast and Goody Mob. that they would go in together on. They would pay for the venue together and it would be the the House of Blues, or wherever that place was that was down in Atlanta, and one the, um the Tabernacle or whatever. That right there, they did it on New Year's one time when, when Good came out, he of the people on outcast came out the, the came out you know, Outcast. That show right there was incredible like, like and the and, and, and the show when Ray Corn performed whatever out at the Atrium. When I saw the guys and people falling off there faster that's like man yeah. man see so this that's what it did the video right yeah <laughs> now yeah, it, it did the video for Skewer at um at the tabernacle but that was like a, a video shoot it wasn't actually a real show like the real show, oh, the, okay. show that, the show that we did was at the atrium, yeah. and, 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 oh. and, and that's when i was man that's when i was like I was a kid i was like that was it man that was like and besides being in New York one time we was in New York and we performed bites for the Hook. Now, I'm surprised why the hook went on, on there, because I guess it ain't a straight
2: outcast song. But, um, yeah, we had a couple that make it on there. We had a couple that we put on there that wasn't really outcast song, but we let the people I know. I, I, I think I, 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 I can't wait on that, because
1: I can't wait for something we produce, too. I see it, it, it won before a oh, couple yeah. around
0: yeah man i thought i thought george i thought george did a really good job of doing what was damn near impossible and he called a lot of shit for it because everybody's got a problem with seating and what <laughs> songs should and should not but again that's why fucking what y'all did was so legendary and what outcast has done is so legendary so i mean hey dude i appreciate you even looking at the fucking bracket and coming on and shooting the shit man this has been awesome this has been awesome. So,
1: no, 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 and I got, I gotta say, from, uh, from, from organized noise, Daniel family, I appreciate it, man. Like, like, I appreciate the fact that, like, we appreciate y'all because this We see, we've been on the phone. We've been on the phone for an hour and thirty minutes, and
0: ain't even thought about it. Like, no, man, me neither, me neither. I
1: haven't even thought about it because, of course, I love outcasts, and but, but, but. Y'all
2: do too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> y'all, the, the y'all, music never gets old. The music we, like does, we love the family, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. Like, it just it, like ain't more ain't no more funk in one other group, one other like hmm You know what I mean? no. Yeah. 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 And then and then I feel
1: like like once again, it's, it's a renaissance thing too though, because I feel like like how you mentioned Kendrick Lamar, it's a certain it's a certain way. It's a healthy way to think and a healthy way to to move forward. And sometimes the way the way like especially being up under this little quarantine like you got to stay mentally sharp. Sometimes like and, and, and an intelligent conversation always does that, regardless if you it, are talking about something that seems fun, but 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 it, but it, but it, it, it was pivotal. It, it was so it was so important in, in different parts of. Of, of, of no culture question. of life from from night from the 90s up to 2000s like like it was like like even when Master P came along and, and the rest it was like it was just so much with the depth with the of so many important people in hip hop with the little rivals it was like outcasts that's why they the people champ because the Dungeon family whatever what we injected into the music business was integrity you know what I'm saying and, 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 and a humility because, because and that's what the, I guess the, the great part about it was was the fact that we wasn't Accepted at first, you know what I'm saying. And the fact that uh, at the Source Awards, Andre almost cried saying the South got something to say. You know what I'm saying. He choked up because he was because of the hurt. You know what I'm saying. Like damn. You know what I'm saying. Like wow. And for that to turn to Run DMC on on steroids. You know what I'm saying, dude.
0: (laughs) Like it can't be. It cannot be. It cannot be overstated. I like what you just said. There was nothing fake about the lyrical content. There was nothing fake about the process and. And uh, I appreciate it, and yeah. you're a h- huge part of that. So it's cool getting to meet you and talk to you. So thanks, bro. We've got to have you on another time to talk about the Falcons. I,
1: I, I mean, you can have me on every week
0: about the Falcons. <laughs> good, I, good. I, I, we'll I, have I, you be a correspondent, bro. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Because um, <laughs> you, like you, like, be like, you can be our they Adam should, Schefter.
0: You can be our
2: Adam Schefter. Like honestly, they should. Be, honestly, they should be good though. Yeah, no, I no, no, so no. I heard it. I heard it. So, hey, 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 the very, <laughs> very first thing <laughs> we this
1: conversation, the first thing Chris said, like, and, and I know, he, I know he, was saying, he was saying what he felt, but I'm being a true fan. I'm always believing it's going to be a great year, but just like last year, I feel like it's going to be great. But I love, I love how we ended. I love how we ended. I love the fact that Dan Quinn put everything down. Yeah. Said, you know what?
2: You, you like
1: that's your humility, and I appreciate the fact that they kept him they kept him they kept him Because yep. I felt like that would have messed us up more. Like, like we finally got everything together. Let's go back in next year and try again. Let's any other, any other again. owner,
0: <laughs> any other owner would have blown it up and probably hired a shitty coach. So shout out to Arthur Blank yeah. and and yeah, yeah there's God, there's God, hope. God. We'll, I'll get down there and CG. I'll, I'll get down there for a game. We'll meet up, man. Appreciate you, Rico. alright Thanks, Black. Okay, bro. I dig you. I appreciate it, man.